What up, everybody? My name is Drake Demore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, our first of 2021. Wind City Sports is Windsor's only local sports podcast featuring interviews with athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and much more in all sorts of sports from hockey to golf, as you'll hear in the new year. Still bringing you the best of local interviews in the sports world. Windsor's only local sports podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, WindCitySports.com, and of course, wherever you're listening to it right now. We have a strong social media presence at WindCity underscore sports on uh, all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. Easily be able to find us by searching up WindCitySports, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y is all one word. We also have a YouTube page. Uh, lots out there to simply search up Win City Sports, all the content that we have, and hopefully more coming soon as we kick off the new year, obviously today with a new podcast. Today is January 4th, 2020, Monday, first Monday of 2020, and we're kicking things off with another hockey player. You know, I love to do the hockey interviews here on Win City Sports, and of course in Windsor we have a strong presence of all sports, as I like to talk about with many people, but obviously a strong presence of hockey players, and we have another one who it's kind of been under the radar for, for a few years. Um, he's a born and raised Windsor guy. He played in the OHL, mostly for the um, Sudbury Wolves. Back in the day, too, now, going back a little bit to his junior days. Uh, it's Daniel Maggio is our guest this week on Win City Sports. Uh, he comes from a, quite the athletic family, quite the um, well-known family in Windsor as well. Uh, his uncle, Rob, is a strength and conditioning coach at the St. Clair College. His brother... Marco used to be a hockey player as well, as you'll hear. He played a little bit with him in Sudbury. He's actually the, uh, I believe, manager at Vito's on uh, Wyandotte here in Windsor. And his cousin, Matthew Maggio, playing for our Windsor Spitfires, as you know. Um, so a, a big bra- that background in sports, as we talk about growing up in the family, uh, as you'll hear in the interview with Daniel. Um, from there, he after his OHL career, you know, he went off to pro, and he's been playing in the AHL for many years. Um, that'll be one of our things to talk about later on is the AHL announcing their start date um, and then now playing overseas played overseas last year and kind of taking it easy in the meantime uh, as we'll hear he's over in the states doing some schooling so we're going to get into that interview in a little bit we do have a few things to talk about over our little I uh, not really a break but uh, we're going to go over our top 10 interviews of the year hand selected by myself um, just some of my favorites not necessarily you know the most plays or the most well-recepted or whatever, the best, uh, biggest, uh, most famous person, doesn't matter, just 10 that I selected in pretty much any order that I always do every year. Uh, my top 10, we're going to do that. We're going to talk a little bit about the World Juniors. We have two, at least two, excuse me, Windsor Spitfires alumni, recent Windsor Spitfires alumni in the tournament. Um, none for Canada, of course, but we'll get into that. A little bit on the OHL, uh, pushback and potentially push back for a long time and then as mentioned the AHL and I don't know see you next little bit but I hope everyone had a great Christmas and happy new year I gotta get that out of the way as well of course um not, again we we've been doing every other week for the last six months and we'll probably be continuing to do that here on the podcast we used to be a, a weekly podcast with brand new interviews every single week but it's good to kind of take a break and take a step back especially during this this pandemic there's not a lot of news to talk about 
um, you know, during all this, we, you know, we tried to do the Wind City Sports radio show for a long time, but I just kind of got out of it. And again, it's good to just kind of relax and, and, and do nothing to put it lightly. And that's pretty much where I'm at right now on my final day of vacation. I, I'm not ready to go back. So um, still kind of getting back into everything, including Wind City Sports, but we're hoping to keep doing what we're doing for the, you know, as long as we can in the new year. Um, got a new microphone. Uh, I don't know if it sounds any different, but I got a new setup here at home. Looking to make a little office here, a little studio office at home. Uh, what else did we miss? Uh, not much. That's what I was getting at. So we didn't really miss much. We didn't miss much in news. There's not a lot going on in sports, especially in Windsor. So that's why, as mentioned, we're pretty much just going to talk about the World Juniors and whatever else I can come up with after. But I think that's it. That's uh, enough for for the top of the show here. I'm just rambling at this point, but you know, you'll love it. But now I think it's time to send it over to the interview with Daniel Maggio, pro hockey player from right here in Windsor. Here we go. So right now I'm joined by another hockey player born here in Windsor. He had a long OHL career and now at this point a long pro career in North America and most recently overseas in Denmark. Uh, he was drafted to the New York Rangers in 2009. Daniel Maggio, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So... Uh, as we were kind of just talking about, and like most people know, you kind of came from a hockey family between your brothers and cousins and uh, sports family probably too. So I imagine um, that was a big part of your life growing up is hockey, probably back to your earliest memories. Yeah, hockey's been, it's been all about hockey. We've been watching the Leafs when we were younger on the TV since uh, we were little. And, um, you know, with the family being involved in hockey growing up, we played a lot on the streets and in the backyard and the whole a whole nine yards. Yeah, that's what I figured. Just the, the typical, especially around here, growing up in Canada, growing up in Windsor, street hockey, and uh, obviously just hockey kids, right? Yeah, I mean, we used to have the frozen pond out front, and that I don't know if it was colder back then, but now it seems yeah. like it just freezes for like a week or two, and now it's, uh, you know, and then it unfreezes. So, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun, a lot of good memories yeah. uh, going back to that. Yeah, that's where it all starts, though, right? That's why I want to kind of talk about being born and raised in Windsor. Like, um, you know, that's pretty much the premise of the show here. So what was like growing up like? Obviously, you said you had your brothers and cousins around you and um, probably played other sports as well, but hockey was the favorite, obviously. Yeah, it was like a sports family. We just, we really enjoyed playing sports. So if it was in the summer, it was, uh, it was usually soccer. And then when it turned to winter, it was hockey. And... Uh, you know, we kind of rotated those sports throughout years and years, um, and we really enjoyed it. And growing up in Windsor was great because we had, you know, a lot of facilities and a lot of people who, who were like, like-minded like like us and, and loved sports. And being around that kind of helped us grow into, uh, you know, just being able to play and being grateful for that. Yeah, that's cool, man. It's cool that it was all, you know, kind of surrounding you as you were growing up. And uh, as mentioned, your brother played um, he played a couple of games in the O. We'll get into that. He played junior C. But uh, what kind of area were you were you growing up in? What kind of kid were you, like a Riverside kid, you know, how the, the Windsor uh, uh, communities can be? Yeah, well, we moved a lot when we were younger. Yeah. We had like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, probably six or seven different houses. But I remember being in Riverside to start. And then um, throw a couple of houses in Windsor and then in LaSalle, oh, yeah. um, where we kind of spent most of the time that I can remember. Um, I was in LaSalle there. So, um, yeah, we kind of bounced around a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah, Windsor's a small but big area at the same time, you know. There's a, it spans far far and wide, but it's a small town at the same time, you know. Uh, everyone kind of knows each other. And, uh, you know, growing up around here, obviously you played at the at the right level to, to get you to the OHL. You played AAA with, with a bunch of people that, um, that fans will know, you know, from NHL stars like Zach Cassian to guys like Sammy Banga. Um, so getting the right experience led you down to the OHL, I'm sure. So what do you remember about first going out to Sudbury? Uh, first going out to Sudbury. Okay. Well, that was an eight hour drive North <laughs> and, uh, we, uh, we gathered all their things and, you know, my brother was, was with me the first year, which was pretty cool. And I remember driving up to Sudbury and we saw like a couple wolves on the side of the road. So we knew we were in, you know, kind of, uh, uh, the right, right place. And, you know, we really enjoyed playing in Sudbury for those couple of years. It must have been cool. No, like it's always good to know someone when you move out of town or go to another team, and yet alone it's your brother. So that had to have been pretty mm-hmm. uh, settling for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was great. He was like. Uh, he was like my uh, on ice bodyguard the first year because he had twenty eight fights in the OHL, yeah. which was, uh, which I think led the league that year. So he was. He was very active and very. Uh, uh, you know, entertaining for, for the separate fans and separate people. And, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Those are the good old days for, uh, for hockey too, as we're kind of going to get into, like you, you jumped on to the, the team pretty quickly. It seems you got a spot and again, getting to play with your other older brother and a ton of other talented players like Jordan's or Jared Stahl and Marcus Felino. So it was probably right into the thick of things right away. Eh? Yeah, yeah, we had uh, we had a really good team uh, with some great players. With the Felino, Mike being the head coach, and yeah, then Marcus yeah. uh, was on the team rookie uh, as I was, and um, you know Nick. The the year before they were uh, conference champions, um, and they had a really good team with like Mark Stahl, uh, Nick Nick Felino, um, a couple other names. But we we started the year in Sudbury with, you know, Felino and the younger Jared Stahl, in which we had a, a really good core group of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, another family, a hockey family too, right? So kind of clashing together a bit. Yeah, yeah. The Stahls are for sure one of the yeah. minority of, uh, of hockey families. Mm-hmm, no doubt. So um, like I said, that was kind of the, the good old days for hockey. That was towards the end of that, uh, the, like the golden era of, of the OHL, at least if you ask me, you know, and um, obviously it kind of ties down to here. I'm sure like you got to come home from game for games to play Windsor. Did you ever get to play a game in the barn or? Yeah, my first year we got to play in the barn, which was uh, really cool because growing up, we used to go there every Thursday night to watch the Spitz play and uh, to play at the barn was, was something to remember. Oh, hundred percent. Like so even though you're you're not playing for your hometown team, it it's that uh that memory of being able to come home and play in the prestigious arena that again, like I figured you went to games too and you know, I heard all the stories about and and it was the last year too, I think, uh oh seven, oh eight around there is when, when you started. So that would have been one of the last seasons for the barn too, so just barely got in there, eh? Yeah, barely got in there, but we got we had one I think it was one game because we we're in the yeah. other conference. Yeah. So we had the one the one game at the at the barn, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it's hard to go through and find like a history of all your games, right? So I figured like hopefully he you know made it to one of the games because again, like you said, they don't play too often. So um, it's probably kind of a privilege when you look back at it. Eh? Yeah, it really was. 
just a lot of thankfulness and gratefulness when I look back at my OHL career and especially when I get to play in a hometown uh, the mm-hmm. couple times I, I, you know, I was able to. And uh, especially at the barn there was was a lot of fun because, you know, we used to get um, – we used to get into it on the Thursdays there. And a lot of people in the crowd used to get into it and it used to be a, a great atmosphere yeah. to be a part of. Yeah. Oh, I've heard the stories, man. That's a, like, I used to go to games as a kid, like you said too, right? And now uh, growing up, it's like, man, I wish I was a little bit older back then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. Yeah. Lots of fun stories. But then, you know, then we get into the era of the WFCU center. Cause that was still like your first year. And then the last year at the barn, I know, obviously, uh, it's kind of it was probably kind of bittersweet for you to, to come home and play against that team with Taylor Hall and all those guys and in the OHL um, Spitfires. So um, again, that's why I mean it was just like a great era for OHL hockey. It's uh, a time that I'll never forget. That's for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, you always knew when coming to Windsor, you had a good game. Uh, you know, you had a good game coming. You know, with uh, with the teams they usually put together. Um, so you had to be ready to go yeah yeah and it was a little bit weird for you probably as a hometown kid you know yeah yeah i grew up loving the spits and then all of a sudden you're playing against them it's like whoa wait a second yeah (laughs) yeah exactly the tables have turned and Mm -hmm. you know like we're talking about playing with uh with all these great players and against all these great players and um speaking of that you know you played in the world hockey championship under 17 you play with guys like taylor hall and Ryan O'Reilly, Matt Duchesne on that team. Um, I feel like those tournaments don't get talked about a lot, which is why I wanted to bring it up. But I'm sure those experiences and that one in particular was very vital for you to play with those guys and represent the country. Yeah, that was uh, that was a great experience just to be a part of uh, a team like that and to end up winning the whole thing in London, an hour away or hour and a half away from home, seeing friends and family drive up. I mean, that was that was pretty special to uh to be a part of and then you know having friends from my hometown like like Cassian on there um was pretty special uh, and a great memory to have yeah you probably never thought back in the triple a days that you guys would you know yet alone be playing against or with each other in that tournament and the ohl and and so on eh? right yeah you just you just don't know you take it you know as as it comes and and uh and that's how it uh it ended up so um, it was pretty, pretty neat. hundred percent, man. Sometimes it's like elite prospects has all those triple A teams on there. And if you look back at them, it's crazy to see like just guys that I know from around here, just, you know, personally I play with or whatever. And then Zach Cassian and yourself and whatever else, you know, it's just, it's crazy when you look back and see all the, the paths that have connected and crossed with each other. It's something that I talk about a lot on here, but uh, it, it never ends. Like you can go through all these teams and see all these people that, you know, stand out to us. Yeah. That's so cool, man. That's, uh, that's, uh, I'm just thinking of, uh, yeah. Cause it was quite a time ago, but I mean, it's still, I mean, those memories are pretty, yeah, pretty dug in there and, um, you know, to see where we've come, all of us is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, it's like, you know, the high school days, like, oh, those will be the best four years of your life. And, you know, it'll, it'll fly by and then you'll never see people again. And it's uh, it's true. And it kind of relates to, to the junior hockey thing is something that I always kind of compare to. So, again, it's kind of looking back and being like, oh, yeah, I remember I remember Cassian when he was just a kid. And now look at him kind of thing. Right. Like mm-hmm. knowing all those people. Hockey's a small world. Yes, it is. 
So you spent three seasons in Sudbury, and then you ended up going to Guelph for a little bit, uh, then being sent to Oshawa to finish up your OHL career. So, you know, I, like I said, all the experience is very vital, even if you're uh, moving around and, and probably helped you um, when you went to Fort Wayne. You went to the Fort Wayne Comets in the CHL, where in the same season you guys won the championship, I believe. Uh, it was like right out of junior. So winning any uh, championship is an accomplishment, and I'm sure something you remember. Yeah, the President's Cup. Uh, we joined there. Well, I joined there the first first game of uh, uh, Series. Actually, it was, sorry, the third or fourth game of Series 1. And I remember the coach, Al Sims, um, he used to play in Boston with Bobby Orr. was a great influence to have as my first pro coach who put me into, you know, every situation, which was pretty cool. And then end up going the whole run with the, with the team, guys like Colin Chalk and um, Brett Henley. And uh, just really kind of kind of grabbed me and just said, hey, we're here, we're playing. Like, we want you to be a part of it and welcome me in there right away. And um, it was, uh, was a great memory to have winning a championship, my first ever pro experience. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been like right after you probably wrapped it up with, uh, um, I guess, Oshawa in the, in the OHL, and then they just brought you right on, right? Because you were probably, yeah. it was probably through your draft, right? Yeah, uh, it was, um, so I played my OA year in Oshawa, and we lost out to the Niagara, Niagara Ice Dogs, um, Dougie Hamilton and Andrew Agazino. Uh, were too much for us to handle at that time. So we, uh, we I think we got into six, but they used to have that, that barn in Niagara. It was really small. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they had like this this barn. No excuses, but they, they played so well in that barn. They had like just uh, just knew where, to, knew where to put it. And, and uh, um, yeah, anyways, um, yeah, we, we had Oshawa and then uh, and then went from Oshawa to Fort Wayne and spent a couple of years there. Yeah, and it was a little bit different too. Like I said, it's a different era for hockey. Like now, you know, we got the we got the A and we got the ECHL. We don't have the CEHL anymore. So that's something that a lot of, it goes over a lot of people's heads was the different kind of leagues that they had at the time and being able to to get those experiences right away. Yeah, um, just just for you know a junior kid to go into a pro team like Fort Wayne too I mean yeah um, if we've been around you know in the IHL the old IHL and just really know what pro hockey is all about and to bring me in and show me show me the ropes and um, you know really was uh, really was great and I'm really thankful for uh, the Frankies and and the uh, the opportunities they've given me Absolutely, man. So let's go back a little bit. As mentioned, you were drafted in uh, 2009 to the Rangers. That had to have been a really cool moment for you. So uh, kind of take me through your memory of that. Just a Windsor kid getting drafted to the New York Rangers, the MSG, you know what I mean? It had to have been a big deal for you. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. A great experience and a great day for myself and my family. Um, the New York Rangers, you know, sixth round. Um, it, was, it was really um, just a blessing uh, just to be a part of a great organization and you know one who was in the original six we picked by and um, um, it was uh, it was really a uh, uh, a great day 
100% man I mean before we go into more of the the pro career let's kind of go back a little bit actually before I before I forget as uh as we talked about mm -hmm. the beginning so got your uncle Rob he's like a personal trainer he's a uh, um, health and conditioning coach for the St. Clair College you got your uh, brother Marco is a hockey player and now your cousin Matt so you guys kind of train together in the off season kind of bounce stuff off each other probably I'm sure your experience is vital kind of given down to, to Matt and stuff like that too right yeah, well, I mean, growing up, it was uh, working out in the summers, you know, doing the program with, with Robbie, and then, you know, being with my brother, um, Marco, doing the same training, same programs. And then Matt was only, I mean, he was five or six years old, but yeah. the guy was, he, he was, he was strong as an ox at a young age. Um, he, I think he had push-ups, doing push-ups and squats with us, and uh, it was just a it was just a great experience to be a part of it, and we had kind of like a little team um, yeah. forming. And now uh, now you can just see, um, you know, Matt doing so well and and doing uh, doing well what he's doing, and which is really great to see. I think he's in, well, he is in Sweden. I know he's in mm -hmm. Sweden. He's uh, he's playing over there right now, and um, um, and I'm not sure what the OHL is is up to right now. Yeah, um, a lot of people do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, going back to that time. It was, that was also another, another fun time because, uh, uh, we had the whole facility and the whole, um, whole program that really, uh, um, you know, helped a lot of guys out. Oh, hundred percent, man. And now, like now Matt's pretty much at the stage that we've been talking about yourself with your, your whole OHL career and junior career. So now it's kind of like, you know, tables have turned again and now you're kind of seeing him probably in yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, two different types of players. <laughs> he was, um, you know, I grew up as a defenseman. He, as a, you know, as a scorer, as a forward. Um, but, um, you know, watching him play a couple of times that I've had is just, you know, feel like a, like a coach in a way but it's like it's kind of weird because he was just you know this this big doing push-ups and, and squats with me and my brother you know so it's yeah. it's uh it's wild it's bizarre but it's uh definitely pretty uh pretty awesome to see him out there in the spitfire jersey yeah that too yeah playing for the hometown team i mean um it's life though right like you said like you always want to kind of give back to the game but now this is this is family this is a little bit more personal too yeah yeah, for sure. No doubt. So, again, let's go back into your uh, kind of your hockey career, your pro career. So, after being drafted there, you uh, obviously went to the CHL, but you also played in Bridgeport. You played in Lake Erie. So, kind of take us through what was going on with you with the, you know, like now you get to pro hockey. Now it's a business. Uh, you know, the world of hockey can be cutthroat. So, uh, take us through everything mm -hmm. that you kind of went through to go, you know, signed and traded, loaned or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, after winning the president's cup, um, my next year I followed up with Fort Wayne and they moved up to a league into the ECHL. So I played there, I played rookie season there and I did well. And as a defenseman, I was in the all-star game that year, ECHL all-star game. Um, and then also from there, I got called up to Bridgeport. Um, I remember, I played one game there and got sent back down. And then I played a couple more games in Fort Wayne and then got called up to Lake Erie in Cleveland, uh, which I spent uh, 
which I spent a couple seasons there and, um, you know, some very memorable times in, in, in Cleveland and in Fort Wayne. I mean, for the time I spent there as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, once I got to Cleveland, um, you know, I was playing defense. Um, and then I, I started playing a little bit up front as well, um, through injuries and, and stuff like that kind of stuff gets mixed around and you want to see the coaches want to see you at different, uh, different aspects, different, different, uh, different playing areas. Um, and that's what would happen. And then from Cleveland, I might as well try to go through the whole, I've been, I mean, I feel like yeah, I'm not going to cut you off. So in, uh, <laughs> in, um, in North America, which I'm pretty thankful for, cause I got to see some awesome places. Um, but from Cleveland, we went to San Antonio, um, spent a year there in San Antonio and um yeah from i mean from there was after that was uh was toronto um so that was pretty cool to yeah. come back to the homeland and um to play and put that on you know at camp and everything like that and then oh man i'm just trying to yeah, I remember this is a lot of places I played. That's why I usually don't. That's why I usually don't go through every one, and I'm not just like you know, oh, take yeah. me through your whole career kind of thing. But uh, I mean, playing in in Toronto, how to have been cool for you? As you mentioned, you're a Leafs fan. I know well, you only spent a couple yeah. games there, but something I was yeah. going to bring up, and I was like, oh, I don't know, he didn't uh, he didn't spend too much time there. But we do have the picture of you in the uh, in the jersey, and you know, it had to have been pretty cool for you. Yeah, I guess going back in my pro career, like the one the one you know. Um, when I was with the Avalanche and playing with Cleveland, um, that was pretty cool. That was a, a experience, and you know, very thankful for that time to be in that organization. They treated me really, really well. Um, I ended up playing three exhibition games with with Colorado, um, and then playing most of my time in the minors with with Cleveland. But it was a great atmosphere and a great sports city. Um, who love the who love their hockey as much as you know? I feel they love their basketball. And then LeBron came home, and then, <laughs> um, uh, you know, yeah, changed things so, up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, shook some things up a bit. Did you see a big difference in the games after that? Or you know, we had we had a good fan base in in Cleveland, but when when he came, it's like the city just kind of turned turn up just like on on um i don't know how to explain it but it was just different kind of feel when lebron came back to cleveland people knew like you know stuff was happening and good things were on the horizon and um yeah so it was a fun fun place to be yeah it had to be cool for yourself even just to be in the city man but, yeah um, it was great we're talking about and you know it's probably cool to just travel around through the game of hockey too uh one thing I do want to talk about, if you're up for it, is a little bit about the time in uh, San Antonio. Um, I mean, a lot of hockey fans will know who uh, Brian McGratton is. And obviously, you have a little bit of a history with him there. You had to have been – were you nervous to drop the gloves with him? I mean, you're probably still, you know, going through the going through the minors, just trying to prove yourself. And, fuck, I mean, a guy like him, scary guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I get nervous before, I think, every fight I got into. I mean – um, before the game, before the fight, and then you fight, and then it's just like, okay, all that's gone, and now you can play hockey, which is uh, which is a good feeling. 
Um, yeah, San Antonio, that, that fight definitely happened. Um, you know, being in a place in the position I was trying to make a team, trying to stay in the lineup, trying to prove, prove myself and, you know, trying to go after the top dog in the league and, and, you know, in, uh, in hockey, um, you know, Brian McGratton is a true competitor and one of the toughest guys to play in the NHL and, um, to, to match up against him and, um, to fight against him, I mean, was, was, uh, was an honor. And, uh, you know, you never want to see anybody get hurt in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to basically put me out and, um, in a fight, that's what you do, right? That's it's two men going at each other with two fists and anything can happen. So, and I just got, you know, one in on him, uh, on the chin and, um, yeah, that kind of, kind of was what happened mm-hmm. no doubt i mean like you said man he was like he was probably one of the last of those guys you know that that style of hockey that culture of hockey it's kind of starting to phase out so i mean at the time it was probably like it is what it is right and i'm sure the, the fans were pissed but you guys ended up going round two and uh you know so it's all it's all probably water under the bridge now right yeah yeah it was a couple Hope years so, back so couple years back uh those fighting days are kind of not the same as they as they used to be or when i first got into the league it's now it's changing i know even in the ohl it's like they're not even hitting anymore and i heard and i saw that and it kind of was just shaking my head um in ways of uh of doing that but uh the game is changing and um you know it's uh yeah it's it is what it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that is a little bit of a COVID thing too. But like, how how can you play the game at that level at that speed and and just not have collisions anyway, right? So it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. happen. All right. So most recently, 2019-2020 season, you're playing in Denmark. So what kind of led you out there? How did the decision come to be? And how was the hockey? Yeah, I remember just uh, you know talking to a couple. Uh, couple of friends who played overseas and they said they were just loving it. And, um, you know, Denmark had a good reputation of, of hockey. And, uh, I decided to make my trek over there and play, um, you know, it treated extremely well. Uh, the hockey there is bigger ice surface. So they got the faster players and the, and the skillful players. And then, um, you know, um, but the atmosphere there is just remarkable because they got the fans who have the, the drums and the loud noises all game long and talk about adrenaline, talk about, you know, um, talk about enthusiasm, like throughout that whole game. It's just like nonstop. It's fun. It's fun hockey over there. And they, and they are competitive people, competitive players. And uh, yeah, it was a real blessing to be over there. hundred percent. And like I said, traveling the world through the game of hockey, it- such a privilege to be a, a guy from Windsor, you know? Yeah. Um, truly, truly remarkable. The things I've seen playing hockey and the people I've met. Um, so it's definitely thankful for that and, and grateful. Absolutely, man. It's a perfect way to kind of wrap it up. And, you know, now as we talk, you're out in Florida. So um, what's keeping you busy nowadays? What do you got going on? So I'm uh, I'm just doing a lot of activity just to keep busy. 
uh, physical activity. I just started up 21 days ago um, today, actually, uh, this new program just uh, just to work on my overall health and work on my overall mental health as well and just to keep myself sharp. Um, I have a job lined up uh, to start working in a couple weeks. And um, uh, right now is uh, taking my blessings as they come. And, you know, with this whole COVID situation going on, it's really taken away from a lot of things. But what you can do in this time, I believe, is work on yourself and, and work on, you know, what uh, your core values are and all your all your morals and, and, and work, uh, work hard towards that. And that's what I'm what's what I'm doing here right now. And uh, that's what's keeping me in my beat. Oh, me busy and uh and uh yeah oh yeah that's a good message man because uh you never know what the future holds and we all know that living through this pandemic for the last year so you know, life's unpredictable yeah. yes man all right man well thanks a lot for taking the time to do this no problem i appreciate you drake All right, all right, all right. There we have it, Daniel Maggio on the Wind City Sports Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to do that, man. Uh, shout out to Daniel for all the way in Florida and sunny Florida. Is, um, we did the interview on Zoom, so he wasn't lying. It's definitely nice down there. Good to see, uh, good to see him down there. And again, thank you for taking the time to do it. I mean, um, a lot that could have, maybe more that could have been talked about in that interview. There was a lot to talk about. Um, just an interesting story, a kid from Windsor and coming from that family, you know, uh, coming into the OHL at the time where the Spitfires were huge and, and on top of the game, playing against his hometown, probably hating it. Still got to play in the barn a little bit. Uh, got to play against the Spits, obviously, is something that we always like to talk about. We talked about with Justin Shug on our last interview. And keep an eye out for a new Win City Sports visual visualized that uh, could be out by the time you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday. Um, with him and uh, Brian McGratton, obviously everyone knows who he is, and um, something I had to ask. You know, a lot of times when people come on, um, there might be a touchy subject that you could always, you know, that they're known for, or not that you know, I don't want to say that Daniel's known for that. I didn't even know it until I kind of looked it up. I was like, holy shit, that was him. Um, but um, you know, sometimes there's some, you know, you just don't want to step on people's toes, as I always say. Um, but it's cool to to tell that story and get to be able to see the visual. Um, something that will always be a spectacle is something I talked about here on the show many times is straight up fighting and if you don't like it then sorry but it's gonna happen <laughs> on the ice on the streets and the in the ring whatever anyway again getting off topic Daniel Maggio on the Win City Sports podcast great interview and uh, great guy great guy man thanks for taking the time to do that yet again uh, again there's so much more we could have talked about being a Leafs fan I kind of wanted to dig into the the team with the Marlies that he played with only got to play four games, but he played under Sheldon Keefe. He played with all, a lot of guys that are on the team now. Um, and again, just growing up as a as a Leafs fan, that must have been cool. Uh, again, a guy that's kind of under the radar where it's like, I, I'd always seen the name and I, th- I thought, let's look him up. And I'm like, fuck, look at, look at his hockey DB and the, the list goes on and on. Um, usually, again, like we were even talking about in the interview, I was like, I wanted to kind of ask him, you know, because look at all the teams he's played for. Um how he kind of bounced around if it was ne- nego- contract negotiations, trades or loans or whatever. And it's usually not something that we do here. Just like, you know, take me through your whole career. What this is eight or nine seasons that I'm looking at between 2011, 12 and 18, 19. He spent in America for what's going I guess I'll count them right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight, nine, ten, eleven teams. So, you know, uh, <laughs> in hockey, you know, a lot of people don't like to be talked about. They're they're shipping over, whatever, you know, getting traded a lot. But um, telling the story, telling the story of the kid from Windsor. So I wanted to kind of get into that. So I kind of let him um, take the floor. And in there, there could have been a lot more things to talk about. But again, just cool to tell the kid's story on Win City Sports. That's what we do here. We've got a couple more coming up in the next couple weeks. As mentioned, we got some golf interviews or at least one coming up and a lot more hockey interviews, at least scheduled. I don't have a lot already done, but we've been in talks with a lot of former Windsor Spitfires that I'm sure everyone will enjoy. Now, we have a, little, a couple of things to talk about. Let's do our, our top 10 first. Um, the other kind of stuff, I'm just, I don't know, just off the top of the head. So is this going to be off the top of the head. But again, not a lot of news. So there's just... Uh, um, some stuff I just want to fill the show with. And at this point, uh, we're, we're running pretty good. But um, as you've seen, we did, um, before I get into the top 10, we had Justin Shug on the last show. And I've been putting out some graphics on our Instagram and sometimes on Twitter too. Um, Memorial Cup champions from the 2009-2010, both championships, those two seasons. Um, obviously, you have a lot of variables of guys who played on both teams, you know, for both seasons or for one or the other that we've had on the show. And um, one guy that I forgot to include was Joey Garland. Um, somehow, someway, I forgot him. He's been on the show twice. Episodes 54 and I think 127. Joe or Joey Garland. Um, he goes by easily to be able to find those in the archives. But aside from him, we've had Justin Shug in our last interview, Adam Henrique, Zach Cassian, Rob Quitt, Dale Mitchell, Warren Reichel, and Bob Bugner in one episode. Mark Kandari, Craig Dunnick, Eric Wellwood, uh, Greg Nemez and Andrew Angelage, all from that era. So that's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve interviews plus Joey. So thirteen members from those teams. And then Joey was also part of the more recent Memorial Cup too, which is something that I'm going to try and dive into in 2021. From that era, we had Aaron Luchuk and Cristiano Digiasino. I still not even Digiasino. I'm still not even sure how to say his name. Being Italian, I got to learn it too because maybe I like to have him back because we did, we did Cristiano, um, maybe a week before the Memorial Cup even started. We did Aaron Luchuk in December of that season before they played a game at the Joe. They played a special game at the Joe, and uh, the great PR manager from the Windsor Spitfires at the time only allowed me five minutes. So that's a quick one. Um, that would be cool maybe to have him back as well. He actually scored the game-winning goal in that Memorial Cup technically for um, the Spits to win it. We had Patrick Zinvito on the team who necessarily wasn't a champion. He didn't win the Memorial Cup, but he was on that team and got traded to build the team towards it. So I included him on the list. Hayden McCool, and then most recently, Cole Prabhu. Um, some interviews from that era. Anyway, our top 10, uh, hand-selected by me, we'll go through them. Number 10 is Dante Leon, a guy that... I deserve. I think deserves so much more recognition. He's one of the top, probably now top ten grapplers in the world. Last year, I interviewed him around around Christmas time, in the parking lot of MTC. It's episode 179. I think it's the third episode of the year. The first three episodes of 2020 are actually on this list. That's we'll get into. Hold on, I got to sip this coffee. My mouth's getting dry. So Dante Leon is a, is a professional grappler, jujitsu fighter. Um, this guy is one of the best in the world. Like if you're into, especially if you're into BJJ, like, and you don't know who this guy is, I'm surprised. He's a he's a world champion. He he fought uh, Gary Tonin at the last 
ADCC, yeah, ADCC. Um, he he's fought like almost anyone you could think of. I think even Craig Jones, uh, Keenan Cornelius. Um, he's on the main stage of a lot of uh, flow grappling shows and stuff like that. One of the top grapplers in the world from Harrow. You know, was born and raised in Harrow. Uh, trained at MTC, and now he's living in Ohio, just training full-time. Uh, from there, episode 9, head coach of the Windsor Spitfires, Trevor Litowski, episode 177. So we started off 2020 with, that, that's pretty straightforward. Talking about his hockey career in the NHL and overseas in Russia. Got, uh, got into that a little bit, but he's our head coach of the Windsor Spitfires, so got into a lot of that. Episode uh, number 8 on the list, episode 185, is Brendan Dunlop, a sports anchor for Sportsnet. From right here in Windsor, another CCH grad, great guy, um, straight up beauty. Uh, so it's great to have him on. And now, now you know what I mean. I say we have coaches, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more. We have sports anchors, we have journalists, which uh, you know are on the list as well. Um, business owners and stuff like that. So you never know who's going to pop on Win City Sports, which leads me to number seven, episode one eighty six, and Dean Mayrand. He was a pretty much just a fighter that became a professional hockey player and then went into boxing. Uh, he was in the Love Guru with Bob Probert. He was like an extra hockey player with a couple other guys, but a couple moments where you see him in the movie. And he won the Battle of the Hockey Enforcers, which was literally an MMA fight, uh, well, I guess a boxing fight with MMA gloves on fucking skates and ice. Um, again, from Goon, if you've seen Goon, um, Goon 2, that's literally what it's about, or you know, part of the, sh- the movie is about that. Uh, number six, episode 199, Mike Carter, Michael Carter, CFL and NCAA alumni, uh, colorful guy, hilarious guy. Um, he was great to have on the show, very eccentric and um, well-spoken. Uh, we're very well-spoken guys now, I believe a parole officer or a corrections officer in Windsor, former professional football player from the Montreal Alouettes. Great guy too, funny guy. Number five was episode 178, Perry Wilson. The third episode of Wind City Sports uh, 2020. He's a goalie coach of the Windsor Spitfires. He also, um, as you'll hear in the interview, I can't really remember, but I was just telling my buddy about it the other day. Um, he somehow went over to New Zealand to train some people and ended up on the New Zealand world world team as their coach. Um, so interesting story, a guy with a crazy background, crazy story as well. And uh, he even competes in like Ironman competitions and stuff like that too. So I'll, not only is he a coach, he's an athlete. And then again, to get out of the coach and athlete realm, number four, episode 204, was Kevin Shea, a hockey historian from here in Windsor, now works for the Hockey well, works for the hockey Hall of Fame. He's a book writer. He actually just wrote a new book. It should be coming out uh, this spring. Kevin Shea has uh, been around all the greats in hockey and music as well. Got a broadcast career. That's how he started and moved into the world of uh, sports and, and management. Number three, another journalist. Episode 200, 200th episode was this year with Bob Belichico. If you're a local guy or girl, you know who he is. You watch CTV, you see him on there all the time. Not only is he reporting on sports, he reports on everything, again, that we talk about in the episode. But um, obviously, I know him a lot from his uh, from his sports coverage. So it's great to have him on. Um, potentially could have been number one or two. But number two... Um, was given to a great gal, great athlete, and a great interview. Episode 207 was Megan Augusta. Again, if you don't know who she is, I don't even know why you're, you're listening to the sports podcast, hockey podcast. She's a, uh, what, five, six-time Olympian? I should know this. I think she's a, uh, whatever, you know. She, she's part of the Women's um, Canada Olympic team. She's a police officer in Surrey, B.C. She's from the Windsor area. 
Um, played for the Windsor Wildcats. One of the best female hockey players, uh, maybe of all time, of all time Canadians for sure. And one of the best right now. Number one, episode 184, Dakota Shepley. Uh, this guy, this guy was great <laughs> to have on the show. He was hilarious. He was cool. Great stories. He knew exactly what we were doing, as I always say. I uh, sat and talked for a while. This guy, he's now playing for the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. He was signed to the Jets and then dropped um, dropped by them and went to the CFL. He tells that whole story. Um, he's, again, from Windsor, Holy Names, grad, went to UBC to play football and then, you know, trying to make it to the NFL, and he's made it. And we're still, like, today is the last, I think today is the last, uh, well, at least the last game for the 49ers. Um and he's been he was activated a couple weeks ago from the practice squad so this being the last game of the season as i'm talking you know sunday for this to be released monday maybe he'll play today and you'll definitely see it on win city sports uh social media but aside from being a football player dakota is also an extra in movies like deadpool 2 and game over man so what a colorful character to have on the show yet again dakota shepley is my favorite one of the year um, okay, let's, let's make it quick because I, I talked a lot longer than I thought it was about how great all my interviews were this year. And that was only 10 of, uh, well, we did, I didn't count how many episodes we did this year. Normally we would do about 50, but uh, we skipped every other week. I think we did 32 or something like that. You know, some of them have two more than one interview and stuff like that. So it's always hard to narrow down 10, but got to do it. Anyway, uh, World Juniors, we have two guys from the Windsor Spitfires playing for Finland and Russia, who I believe are not even really part of the Spitfires anymore. Ruben Rafkin, uh, he opted to go play back home in Russia because he's uh, representing Russia. He's playing for the team, and he's actually playing today in the quarterfinals. Um, They're playing Canada, right? Yeah, so that's that's coming up soon. i got to wrap this up so I can watch that game. And um, our goalie, Kerry Pjornin, who I always butcher his name, I'm pretty sure he'll be coming back. I'm not sure if he committed to Finland. Maybe he did. I can't remember. But anyway, he's part of the system. He played here just last year. He was the starting goalie, pretty much. And he's the uh, starting goalie for Finland, who um, I believe are out. But we had two guys from, you know, Windsor Spitfires, and they're proud to, to, to have that. You know, you see on their social media a lot that they're promoting. Even Ruben Rafkin, who is... Who knows if he'll ever be back to, you know, Canadian junior hockey. Maybe he parted ways with that and is going to end up staying home as, you know, this draft year just passed. But it's it's a proud thing to say these kids played in the WFCU Center just last year. And now they're playing on the world stage. So um, the other thing is that they, they pushed back their start date. I think they were supposed to start in February and they just postponed it. I don't think they've said when it's going to be, but it's not looking fucking good at all. I wish that this would, who knows what's going to happen, but... Looking like there might not even be an OHL season this year. Something I talked about again. It's all speculation, but it's a sign. It's a sign that they're pushing it back. I think they pushed back all the B and C as well. But the AHL is set to start, I believe, uh, February 3rd or 5th or something, which is great news if you ask me. Like, I think I got about a guy like Daniel who made a living there for our guest today for, for so many years. And it's giving opportunity for pro hockey players to play at the the second best league in North America, you know, if you're not going to go overseas and you're not playing in the NHL, then that's the place you want to be. Right. So it's glad that they're actually doing it. It just sucks that all these things just aren't happening, but that's the year that we've been in. It's only almost been one year of win city sports and the pandemic. I think we've done okay. And I'm happy to be back here in 2021 because that is all this week. 
this episode. I'm still used to it being weekly here on the Wind City Sports Podcast. My name is Drake Demore. I'm here every other Monday with brand new interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more on the Wind City Sports Podcast. First thing every other Monday morning on WindCitySports.com, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and literally anywhere podcasts are found iTunes, radio, or whatever the hell it's called, uh, Pandora now over in the States, uh, I don't think I even have it in Canada. Anyway, search up Win City Sports, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y, say, hey Google, play the Win City Sports podcast, it probably heard me right now, it might be coming up, but it's easy to find us. Win City Sports podcast across the Irvington right now on Google Podcasts, but it either isn't available or can't be played right now. Sometimes that will happen, but maybe it just didn't hear me, but... We're easy to find, wincitysports.com. At wincity underscore sports on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube page as well. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. Give us a review. Give us some love. Some five-star frog splash, five out of five. Please and thank you. And you can follow me, Drake Demore, on social media, at Drake Demore, Twitter, and Instagram. But until next time, smell you later.